Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for The Zone to be joined by former Razorback baseball player and current Diamond Hog color commentator, Bubba Carpenter. Bubba Carpenter is brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Visit them on the web at johnstonshomecenter.com. Johnston's Home Center in Benton. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Now, let's play ball with Bubba Carpenter. Oh, Bubba, it's always fun after a sweep. How are you? Fellas, how y'all doing today? I'm doing awesome after a sweep of Mississippi State. Yeah, I shouldn't say it's always good after a sweep. Sometimes after, like, Georgia, it was horrible after a sweep. But usually, it's a good thing for Arkansas this year. Things are going well. And their first 10-run rule of the season in conference play. That was good to see as well. Yeah, it was. Anytime you can, you can save uh, a few pitchers, you know, but just by run rule, them, that state sticks out. So that just makes things a little bit easier for the bullpen. And, uh, man, they just they came up big all weekend, guys. And, you know, it's funny, you know, it's a, well, it's not funny. I mean, the Lipscomb game, hey, I said after, after that, I said if we go and sweep at Duty Noble Field, no one's going to remember Lipscomb. And, and I'm sure there's still some people in Central Arkansas that have a bad taste in their mouth about that. But, I mean, you really don't even remember Lipscomb when you get a sleep on the road like we did. No, I think after what happened, and, and I think people here realized too, Bubba, well, pitching-wise what they were up against and running out of pitching. And, you know, Van Horn told us after the game, he was done. He was out. He was out of pitching. He didn't know what was going to happen if Arkansas tied it up in the ninth and they or in the 11th. Who was, you know, if it keeps going, he didn't know what they were going to do. Well, we probably would have had a position player out there trying to pitch, which is a scary thought because we don't want another injury just in case. So, no, you know, I mean, he was already he was already ahead. You know, the guys that needed to get the work in got their work in, um, and then he was ready to move on to to Mississippi State. You're a hitter. You love hitting. Uh, what did you see out of Kendall Diggs this weekend? What a great weekend for Kendall Diggs. Well, I think he's so much fun to watch. First of all, he, he grinds out every at-bat. He, he controls the at-bat. So a lot of guys will go up there, and they let the pitcher control the at-bat. Kendall goes up there and controls the at-bat. Doesn't matter if it's a 0-0 game or a 10-0 game. Um, he swings on his terms. He doesn't chase pitchers' pitches. He gets pitches that he can drive, and he drives them. And, and it seems like the more runners that are on base, the more clutch. Kendall is and you know a lot of people say well is there such thing as a clutch gene when it comes to a hitter I think absolutely some guys when they get runners on base the game speeds up on them they chase pitches out of the zone Kendall doesn't do that Kendall stays within himself now we've got a pretty good scouting report on all these guys actually really good guys have tendencies when they get when they get runners in scoring position there's certain pitches that they go to and Kendall's smart he knows what that is and he waits for them to make a mistake and he crushed it has he ever hit a solo home run? Are they all just three-run home runs and grand slams? <laughs> they all seem like they're three-run homers. You know, Bill says that every time two runners are on base, like, oh, Kendall's up. You know, so it just seems like it's it's always him in that in that in that situation. But hey, in order for Kendall, I mean, right now he's leading the team in RBI. In order for him to do that, that says a lot about the bottom of the lineup. And I know people were poo-pooing on the bottom of the lineup a few weeks ago. Those guys are finding ways to get on base, or Kendall wouldn't be having all these opportunities with runners in scoring position. You know, RBI's a 
RBI is an individual stat, but I've said all along, RBI should be a team stat because you don't get the RBIs if there's no base for you. Well, unless you're hitting yourself in every time, I guess. But uh, <laughs> well, it is – nice Hey, Reggie Jackson said uh, – Justin, Reggie Jackson told me one day, he said uh, – he said we were talking about runners in scoring position. He said – he goes, shoot, man, every bat I had my whole career, there was a runner in scoring position. That's the way Reggie looks at it. <laughs> That's right. I like that. Bubba Carpenter, join us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. It's brought to you by Johnson's Home Center down in Benton. So, again, I, I hate to keep going back to this, but it's just funny to me how often it's happening with Arkansas this year, and the, the common philosophy is it's hard to sweep, it's hard to sweep. That's four straight sweeps in conference play now for Arkansas. Three wins, one loss, and then you go back to the Auburn series. Arkansas won in a sweep there. They swept La Tech in a non-conference three-game set earlier this year as well. Um, what what I'm impressed by, and I think why it's hard to sweep to some degree, Bubba, and you can correct me if I'm wrong in your mind, I just think when you, especially if you win the first game or two, it's hard to stay focused and it's hard to continue to, uh, I don't know, play at your best or your highest level. And certainly when you've dealt with the injuries Arkansas has, it's hard to pull it off. But uh, it's amazing how they've been able to stay locked in through these series and, and close out these sweeps. Oh, Justin, you're absolutely right. It's so baseball's so mental. So you win those first two games, it seems like there's always a letdown. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams are guilty of it, but this team doesn't. They they understand the importance of every win. DBH talks about it all the time. They all count the same. Get your wins. But the difference in this Razorback team is they walk out on the field every game and they expect to win. Even with all the adversity, you know, new guys in a lineup, guys banged up, short on pitching, uh, two of your best hitters out of the lineup. These guys, it doesn't matter. You plug someone in, they they have that mindset of they expect to go out and win that day. And you you can compare that to Mississippi State. To me, they look like a team that was waiting to lose. You know what, what's going to happen? We're going to lose this game. How's it going to happen? Where Arkansas's out there, they're just they they know they're going to win, and they're it's just it's just a different mindset. And this team, it really has it. I want to dig in on the pitchers here, but one more uh, offensive guy I want to touch on was Jace Borfin. We're going to have him on here at 1230. We have him on every week, thanks to Fence Brokers. And he had a very effective weekend as well. I thought the at-bat when he hit the – was it a three-run double, I guess, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, was especially good. He saw a couple of breaking balls. I was surprised the pitcher came back with another one on the inner half, and he turned on it and sent it down the right field line for a double. But he's obviously locked in. He's been really good. Um, and, you know, and it doesn't seem to matter where he is as far as the lineup goes. They moved him around defensively. He has just been so, so good and so consistent this year, Bubba. He has. And he's another guy. He's a lot like Kendall Diggs, and he'll he'll take what the pitcher gives him. If you throw him away, he's going to drive that ball to left center. Now, that's kind of his approach. He's kind of a center-left-center approach guy, but he can react on the inside pitch. And just just watching him go about it, it's almost like he lures the pitcher in to, to make that mistake. And when he does, man, Jace does a great job of crushing it. And, uh, you know, him and Kendall have stepped up so big with these other guys. Well, and Caleb Cowley, too. I don't want to mm-hmm. leave him out. Boy. You look at Caleb. Uh, Friday night, he has three hits to opposite field. Um, and then what happens the next day, they, they try to pound him in, and he hits the ball over the fence, left center, left field. So, you know, it's just it's just guys taking – they're being opportunistic. They're, they're taking advantage of what the pitcher gives them. They're not trying to do too much. And when that pitcher makes a mistake, boy, they, they're, they're hurting them. Yeah, the, and, uh, it's fun to watch this lineup. No doubt. The Cali bomb was a laser, too. He absolutely – I think it was a 98, 99. I mean, the, the pitch came in as a fastball. He just absolutely sent it back and uh, in a hurry. It was impressive. Um, I want to talk about the defense, too. And Cali's the first guy I'll start with, but also Bolton was great, too. I mean, they made plays that are 
I don't know what percentage I put them at, Bubba, but they make it look routine. This weekend especially, some really tough ones, especially with guys on the move and gloving it off a short hop and making plays and, and accurate throws. I just thought defensively they were really exceptional this weekend. No, they were. And, you know, you look at that, look at look at the, the Mississippi State. I keep going back to Mississippi State, but there's the difference in the just the, the play on the field. Mississippi State's third baseman had a chance to get out of an inning with a routine double play ball. Instead of throwing it to second, going 5-4-3, double play inning over, he runs over to touch third base and throws the first. John Bolton beats it out. Uh, ultimately, you know, Kendall gets out, and then Jake Forfin hits the hits the uh, the double to clear the bases. You look at little things like that. Um, that's that's a guy not being ready for the ball. You've got to know what you're going to do with it before it's hit, and that's what the Razorback guys do. And Caleb Galley, you know, he, he a little bit struggled defensively early on, but it's when he was struggling at the plate, and it's kind of hard sometimes, Lloyd. Now that he's been hitting the ball, his defense has stepped up. He's making great plays. John Bolton, to me, I, I love watching him play shortstop. Never takes a pitch off. And there's a lot of shortstops, believe it or not, in the SEC that you look at them, every once in a while they'll take a pitch off, and that's that's when the ball's hit. John hmm. never does that. He knows his role. He goes out and makes the play, and, and uh, you know, he's, he's, he's huge for us. Yeah, I, I charted the uh, defense for Arkansas. Not one time did two guys run into each other and have a ball drop between them. So that was good. <laughs> Mississippi State, unfortunately, couldn't say that. Uh, Bubba Carpenter joining hey, us. Yeah, go ahead. No, sorry to interrupt. He, uh, so we, I was talking to Phil about this. So when the shortstop ran all the way over and knocked the second baseman down on a routine pop-up, I don't know if y'all were watching or not. Yeah. I was watching the game on ESPN, and the, the, you can tell those guys, they have a hard job. They're calling that game remote, which sucks. They shouldn't be calling it remote because they, they, don't, they don't have a clue what's going on in the ballpark. But they went on and on about that shortstop trying to make a hustle play. And, oh, that's just great hustle by a freshman trying to make something happen. You know, you could tell, I just wanted to, say, to mute it and say, no, shut your pie hole. That's a shortstop not having a clue of what's going on. He ran all the way across the field, knocked his second baseman down on a routine pop-up. Mm -hmm. And they just kept going on about the young freshman being a, oh, so hustle and, and, and all this. And it's just, it was horrible. It was bad baseball. Yeah. So you can tell why Mississippi State last in the conference. They're just, they're a tired baseball team. They look tired on the field. They make mental errors. They make physical errors. And, you know, physical error will cost you a run or two, but the mental errors will cost you games, and that's what you see Mississippi State doing right now. No so. doubt. Talking to Bubba Carpenter on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, thanks to Johnston's Home Center down in Benton. Um, we are very excited about our Central Arkansas guys coming up big this weekend, and Zach Morris especially. He's been trending the right direction. I played this earlier, but I'm going to play it again. He came on after you were on with us last week, Bubba, but Matt Hobbs certainly saw signs of Zach turning the corner, and we were so thankful to see it happen this weekend. Zach Morris is really making a move. Um, recently, his last three outings, he wasn't great against Missouri State, but his stuff was really good, and that's been his issue kind of the whole year, is he just hadn't had the same stuff as he had last year, and the last three outings really have been good. He, he pitched well the other night against Lipscomb, even though we didn't win the game, and then he helped us out against A&M on the Saturday game, so Zach's been, Zach has been better. Would have taken three scoreless. He did a little better. Three hitless innings for Arkansas in relief yesterday. Well, it came up huge for us again, you know. And, and once again, you're you're replacing a guy like Dylan Carter, so you need someone to eat up a, a lot of innings. And and I tell you, Zach's been that guy. He's come in, done a good job, and Parker Coyle also. But Zach, he's starting to get that little swagger back. And I like the fact that he went to the DBH and Hobbs and said, "Hey, don't y'all give up on me." 
don't give up on me. I, I got this. Just give me a chance. Give me the ball, and I'll get it done for you. And, and he's starting to do it. And you and I have talked all year, you guys, about the need. We, we need Zach Morris to be the Zach Morris he was last year. We need that lefty out of the pen, and hopefully he can continue to get better. But I think, uh, I think he's on the right road right now. What do you think they do with Hagen Smith? <laughs> well, I, I kind of like it on Friday night. And, and I've, you guys, we, we have this talk every week. One week I'm like, well, I really love him out of the bullpen. I think, I think what it is is I like the ball in Hagen's hand. Um, if he can go Friday night, I mean, we need him more economical on his pitches. Yeah. He went five innings, 112 pitches. He's got to be more economical than that, but he's an elite arm. If he can give us seven innings on a Friday night, he needs to be our Friday night starter, and let's get that win because he's not giving up runs. He's just throwing a whole lot of pitches. Now, there's a lot of traffic on the bases. He'll walk a guy every once in a while, hit a guy, but he finds a way to get out of it. So right now, I'm all on board for him being our Friday night starter. You start looking at the postseason rotation, you know, uh, for a regional or super regional. If you can go Hagen Smith, Brady Tiger with the, the piggyback uh, uh, of getting uh, McIntyre in there and then uh, uh, I guess Hunter uh, Holland on uh, the third game, that that's a pretty nice rotation right there. Yeah, it's all starting to come together. And, you know, the, the thing about that Brady Tiger, we don't know when we get into postseason, you know, his pitch count's going to be up. But you go from Brady with power stuff, 94, 95 mile an hour fastball, power curveball, power slider, to Will McIntyre, more of a finesse guy, more of a breaking ball, uh, slower cutter, 86 miles an hour, you know, sinking the ball a little bit, changing speeds on that breaking ball, curveball cutter. Um, that's a really good combination because that's hard for a team to game plan against. It's just two completely different looks, even though they're both righties. I say the same thing about Holland and uh, uh, Hagen Smith. They're both lefties, but they're completely different. One's on one side of the rubber, one's on the other side. So the attack angle is totally different. The ball coming into the zone, and so I don't know. It's 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 neat the way they're piggybacking off of each other, and and just just the way that the, that DBH and and Hobbs have structured the pitch and been been awesome. I think it's it's amazing to me. You look at where they're at. We're 36 and what are we? 36 and 12, 17 and 7 in the conference with everything that's happened to this team. It's amazing. Um, South Carolina? Well, no, I was oh. going to ask. Is this the. It's a pretty cliche question, but is this the best job you think this coaching staff has done? Absolutely. So, I talked to Phil earlier today, and we were talking about coach of the year, like national coach of the year. And look, it's. How can it not be Dave Van Horn? I mean, everyone has injuries throughout the year, but I don't know that any team has overcome as many injuries as we've had. And it's not just coaching and pulling all the right strings. It's it's keeping your players up, not letting them feel defeated with everything that's gone wrong. I mean, just look at just the injuries across the board. And you look at little things that Dave does. Like this weekend, he plugged Brady Slavin in the four hole. Brady's been struggling a little bit in conference. Puts him in the four hole, and what you do? It's a home run every game. It's like Dave, I, when I when I coach, I, I say I try to coach from the inside out. You got to know what's inside a player. You got to know what's in his head to get the most out of him. And that's what Dave does. It's amazing to me. He just always seems to make the right decision. And you know, even 
even leaving Peyton Stovall off the roster this weekend, putting Peyton Holt in there. Hmm. I mean, defense didn't miss a beat. Peyton made some great plays, got some big hits for us, got some good ABs. So he just, he, I know that's a long-winded answer to your question, but he, Dave's got to be the, the, the best coach in the SEC and the, the coach of the year nationally in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm guessing the Wake Forest coach will have a, a say-so in that, too, now that they move to number one if they have a good finish to the season. But I'm with you with what they've overcome. It's amazing. And honestly, it's the Midas touch he's had is ridiculous. I'm almost like he could start Caleb Cowley at pitcher and have him throw underhand, and it'd work <laughs> out fine for Arkansas the way things are going right now. Um, SC, South Carolina has not done particularly well of late. They've lost five out of six in the SEC here. Bob got swept by Kentucky over the weekend. What uh, what do you think? You know, obviously home, final home stand for the regular season. Got to think the guys will be excited. Got a lot of activity up there this weekend. Should be some great energy in the house. Um, think they keep it rolling against the South Carolina team that's scuffling a bit, as you like to say. I, yeah, I think so. I think I think South Carolina peaked earlier in the year. I think they they've had a few injuries that's kind of snuck up on them. Um, you know, getting swept at Kentucky is not a not a good look, and they got manhandled in Kentucky. It wasn't like close games. I mean, they got they got manhandled in Kentucky. So they're going to come in here either with a chip on their shoulder with something to prove, or they're going to come in here and we're just going to we're going to beat down on them. We'll wait and see. Uh, we know they're a good team. Um, they got good players up and down the lineup. I mean, offensively they're really good. Uh, they got pitching. So it's it's uh, it's just a matter of us going out and, and taking care of business. Now, once again, I hope. The bomb bomb Walker crowd shows up because I mean I think that has a huge impact on this team. This team is really good at home, um, so I think it's gonna be a good weekend for us. I hope the weather straightens up and uh, and we fill that place up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eleven and one in the SEC at home. That's pretty darn good. I, I feel like they've got a uh, regional spot locked up. What do you think they ha- need to do these last six games to lock up a top eight seed? Well, just just play Razorback baseball. You know, have a good showing this weekend, um, next week at Vandy. You know, we can still win the whole thing. We can win the whole SEC, which is just amazing to me um, with everything that's happened. But, you know, I think we take two out of three this weekend. Uh, we could go to Vandy and win one, and maybe maybe not even one. And we, we're still fine. Our, our RPI, uh, we can get a big boost RPI-wise this weekend with South Carolina. So, getting some wins and so I like where we're at just keep playing baseball and what's funny is a few weeks ago we were we were on here talking guys about just surviving so let's just try to get through these next few weeks and survive and not have a total meltdown and then we're actually gaining ground uh, and finding ways to win games which is a tribute to the coaching staff and to the to mostly the, the players on the roster. Bubba, great stuff. Thank you so much. Appreciate Johnston's Home Center, and we will talk to you next week, hopefully recapping another sweep for Arkansas. That sounds great, fellas. Y'all have a good week. Go hog. All right, buddy.